challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you with me here on the Great Man Podcast. Thanks for joining me on the journey towards great manhood. I want to dive right in. There's a kind of man that I have seen in my life, and there's a kind of man I have been in my life that I want to sort of expose in this episode, help you not become, talk about the answers for, and make sure that we are not only not being this kind of guy, but we're helping others not to be this kind of guy. By the way, you may hear some construction noise in the background as I'm talking. That's just normal. The whole world is under construction in Nashville, Tennessee. The noise doesn't bother us. We trust it won't bother you. The kind of guy that I'm talking about here is a guy who is always one offense from leaving. He's always one offense from breaking off from his friends. He's always one offense from being an amad, as they say in Texas. He's always one offense from breaking covenant, from breaking ranks, from flipping everybody off, and just breaking relationships and going. In other words, this man has wounds... And these wounds are so painful that if there's any new offense, it's almost overwhelming. He doesn't know what else to do. He doesn't know how to address them. He doesn't know how to get help for his own soul. He doesn't know how to turn to the people who have wronged him and say, hey, let's, let's work this out here. I want to stay with you, but you've, wrong, you've hurt me. Um, so he runs. He, one offense from running is the way I think of it. One offense from breaking ranks. One offense from breaking relationship. Now, I've been this kind of guy. I've told you many times in this podcast that while I had a good war hero father, uh, he could be quite harsh. He could be sort of drill sergeant nature with me. He specialized in kind of military sarcasm. So he didn't just say, clean your room. He then had to take off on me and, and, and talk about my character and talk about my laziness and talk about, you know, how did blah, blah, blah. Now he, he got better. I'm not, my point is not to pick on him. He's a good man. I love him, miss him dearly, especially recently on Father's Day, miss him, miss him horribly. Um, but in his early life, he just didn't know how to be anything other than a military commander, uh, even with his son. So I, le- I became tender. I became easily offended. I became quick to register wrong. Um, uh, somebody once said, it's like you're in a sandstorm without any skin. Everything hurts. Every single little grain of sand hurts. So there's no question that I be, I became a young man, um, who was quick to be offended, easily offended, uh, felt wrongs keenly, uh, couldn't just, couldn't just take it in stride. Somebody teased me inappropriately, uh, or harshly, perhaps not inappropriately, but harshly. I mean, I couldn't just laugh it off and go, well, everybody gets teased, Stephen, you're taking yours right now. No, I had to, I would leave that group. I would never go back to that group. I would never be friends with that guy again. I would walk away. Now, fortunately, a number of things happened through my life. I became a Christian. I got some better mentors. I had some people hold up a mirror to me and say, what's going on with you? What is this? And I was able to track it back to the fact that, you know, I had, I had some, some skin peeled off of me when I was early in life and became hypersensitive and, and I was reacting to my father, even in my later relationships and so on. But what I was during those years was one offense away from running. And I did run. I did run. Uh, easily offended. Easily offended. 
very sensitive, hypersensitive all the time. Spent long nights hurting over somebody mistreating me and growling to the mirror my, my anger at somebody. But of course, I'd never go back and talk to them because that would have taken courage and would have possibly risked more pain. Now, I want to ask you if you're this kind of guy. I want to ask you if you're this kind of guy. One offense from running. If you live on the edge all the time, if past pains have made you hypersensitive so that you are uh, the next offense, the next wrong word, the next slight, uh, the, the next slightest, uh, you know, thing that penetrates your souls and pinches a bit or stings, uh, causes you to break off relationships of years, damages your marriage, makes you offended even with your own kids, makes you break from your family. I mean, take a moment now. Where do you have broken relationships? Where are you separated from people? Are, 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 there, are there friends you had for years that you've broken off from and you, and you have no, no connection with anymore? Was that your call? Was it over an offense? What I'm talking about here is a kind of hypersensitivity that is unmanly. It's destabilizing of life. Um, and it sets you up for further pain. See, the mature way to deal with this is to do what I eventually did. I'm certainly not holding myself up as a model. To do what I eventually did, which is to turn around and say, why am I so hypersensitive? Why am I so easily hurt? Why am I almost a hurt magnet? Why do things stick to me? Why does my soul seem to be coated in Velcro so that every offense sticks? What's going on? And in my case, I turned around uh, and I looked at my life. And yes, I realized that I had a certain kind of father um, and being growing up in a military context, there were lots of people like this, by the way, uh, because it wasn't just my father. It was football coaches and maybe male teachers and, you know, that kind of world. Um, uh, you know, I even I even had an MP, a military policeman once turned to me and said, what's wrong with you? You stupid. Get out of there. I mean, a civilian MP, a civilian policeman probably wouldn't talk to you that way. But in the military, they could get away with it. And so every just offense compounded upon offense. But what I did eventually, as I say, is I turned and I looked and I realized the source of it all. And somebody wisely said to me, Stephen, do you want to carry the sensitivity with you all your life? Do you want to be reacting and just on edge and tense for the next offense? I mean, literally, I would go into an event or go into a, a, a gathering of people and I would have, you know, part of my soul would be kind of tightened up like you tightened up an arm against a hit, um, tightened up against the possibility and the probability, I thought, that there was going to be another offense. Somebody's going to slam into me. Somebody's going to hurt me. Well, the thing is that in life, you're going to have offenses. You're going to have harsh things said. You're going to have somebody who doesn't like you. You're going to have somebody who's rude. I mean, for heaven's sakes. I mean, I mean, I don't go hardly a week that a flight attendant doesn't say something overly harsh to somebody around me or to me. Uh, you know, I fly all the time. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't go very long without somebody or some waitress being impatient or something. I mean, you're going to let all of that knock you off balance, let all of that destabilize you. Let all of that cause you deeper wounds. And the problem is that if that's how you are, as I was, that you are constantly allowing forces to deform you. Well, I don't want, I want to be shaped by my relationship with God. I want to be shaped by my band of brothers. I want to be shaped by noble principles. I want to be shaped by the spirit of God on the inside of me as a Christian. I want to be shaped by truth. Um, I want to be whole. I don't want to be deformed. I don't want to be off balance. I don't want to be on the edge and always kind of tightened up against further offenses. You see the pattern. 
And so I was always one offense from running. And yeah, I, I have run uh, and left relationships. I wish I hadn't. Now, in my, now, now that I'm on the other side of this uh, healing time, I look back and go, man, I sure, did, I sure did blow that guy off and then never see him again. I sure did chew him out and then walk away. I mean, that's how I was when I was in my teens and maybe some in college. It was in college that I began to make the turn. So ask yourself, where are the broken relationships? Did it, does it, is it, is it on you? Not all broken relationships are. Sometimes it's other folks. But, but ask yourself, is this where you are? Are you one offense away from breaking off relationships and running? This is critical. And if so, you've got to do what I did. And I'm not saying that because I'm the, you know, the muscle guy on the beach now, all 10 feet tall and bulletproof. No, I'm saying it because I was pitiful. And thank God I got some good help. Some older brothers and friends of mine said, look, Stephen, we've been where you are. You're hypersensitive. You are one offense away from running. Let's sit down and talk about how you got that way. And when I realized I was just carrying the offense from my father, or maybe a few other people in my life forward, and, I, and they began to paint for me in stark terms what it was going to look like if I lived that way my whole life. They, they literally said, I can, we, can, we can anticipate failed business ventures and, and uh, no success in leadership and broken marriages and broken kids and blah, blah, blah. They, they were able to describe the whole thing because they were older and they, they, they knew what it would produce. And, and, and we all loved history, studying history. This particular group loved reading history. And we could look at people who were good haters. I remember reading a book by the eminent historian Paul Johnson. He said that some of the founding fathers were good haters. Well, good haters come of hypersensitive souls. Good haters come uh, for, for those who are easily offended. That's what I was. And that's what these guys helped me get over. So look at your life, get some help, get some band of brothers to help you look at what has caused your offense. You got to look it in the eye. Uh, a, a cowardly man doesn't look into his past, doesn't look it in the eye. He just wants to try to outstrip it, but you can't. It's coded in your soul. It's pressed into your soul. You have to look at it and make a decision to pull it off. Now, how did it happen? I began, these guys helped me realize that it really wasn't the events going on in my life at the time were not that wounding. I mean, a teacher didn't give me the grade I thought I might get, or you know what I'm saying? A girl might not have gone out with me. I'm just making this up. All that stuff never happened, but I'm just saying it might be stuff of that level, but it felt to me like the apocalypse had happened. It felt to me like they'd bombed my house. It felt to me like they'd stolen my car, tried to murder me, you know, uh, just because it was a small slight and I was, a, had bleeding wounds, so to speak. So what you have to do is turn and track down the demon, so to speak. How did I get hypersensitive? Where were the wounds? And before long, I got to tell you honestly, you start looking at the fact that people you've, you, 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 whose names you can't even remember, people who, you know, entered your life for a short period of time. Okay, maybe a girl said no to you going out on a date in college, or maybe that professor was rude, or... You know, I've shared many, many times, semi-humorously, that a fifth grade teacher said of me that's, that I was immature and retarded. Well, it damaged me for a lot of years, but I'm not carrying that into adulthood. I refuse to let that woman's inappropriate words in front of me cause me damage for the rest of my life. And even my father, he was doing the best he knew to do. He just, he, you know, he was an insecure kid himself and went in the military and that became the language and the lore and the culture that he learned. It was the only way he knew how to deal with his uh, rather, you know, hard-hitting, rambunctious, misbehaving son. So offenses compound on offenses, but you got to stop. You got to say, okay, dad was harsh. 
and it hurt, but I, but I forgive him and I'm going to move on here and I'm not going to be an offense magnet and I'm not going to let everything hurt me. And then you got to have friends who can bring other perspectives with you to you. I, I, for example, thankfully this happened, my change began to happen during my college years. I had friends where I'd be able to sit down and say, you know what, professor so-and-so just slammed into me the other day. And when I told my friends what had been said, they looked at me like, what are you talking about? This is normal professor stuff. They said they're giving you feedback on your thesis. They're not, they're not calling you a, some horrible name and telling you to never succeed. They're trying to help you. And before long, I began to realize that some of the things I was taking as offense and taking as uh, an assault were actually people trying to help me, but they had to speak bluntly to me to do it, right? Your coach has to say you're too fat, lose weight. Your coach has to say you can only do 12 push-ups. You got to be able to do 40. Get off your backside, do them every day. Your coach has to say, you know, you're going to have to shoot free throws for an hour tomorrow because you didn't, you missed every free throw in the recent game. If you're hypersensitive and take that as some personal assault, you'll never improve. You'll never get better. And the other thing is, I want you to hear me on this. Life will make you one bitter person. If every slight, every offense, every correction slams into you in the area of your wounds and just feels like a, you know, a D-day on your soul, a great assault on your soul, you'll become a very bitter and small person. And by the way, for those of you Christians who are listening, and you know that I, we've got lots of folks who aren't Christians, you're so welcome. But for my Christian crowd, we've got to remember that the scriptures say that when we get bitter and when we get offended, it grieves the Holy Spirit and quenches the Holy Spirit in our lives. Well, I don't know about you, but for my Christian life, I need the Holy Spirit active and alive. I don't want him grieved. I don't want him pulled away from me because I've become bitter and angry and I spew venom all the time in response to fairly small things. So are you one offense away from running? Are you one offense away from reacting to your wife, to your kids, to your boss, to your band of brothers, to your friends, to your biological brother, your biological sister, your mother, your father, whomever? Have you been preconditioned by offense? Have you been in a boot camp of offense in your life? Look at it, face it, determine not to carry it into the future, get some help. And by the way, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a little time. So get some other guys. Get some guys who can help you hear it out. For, as I say, in my college years, I'd literally turn to a couple of guys and say, listen, I know I'm hypersensitive. You guys have helped me understand that. Here's what happened yesterday. Am I just, am I just crazy or was that a real... And almost every single time, they could gently help me understand that, that I was processing the whole experience through a certain lens and a level of offense, and it wasn't really true. Sometimes I'd go back and apologize. Sometimes I'd go back and ask for more. Professor, I understand what you said yesterday. I was a little bit offended, but I want to come back now because I really want to do well in this class. I want to know this material. I think it's part of my future. Can you, can you help me uh, with what I don't get? Whereas the day before in the first meeting, I just kind of stormed out. So I apologized, went back, got help, got better. And I can, I can draw a line from those conversations to things I've put into best-selling books today. In other words, it helped me. Are you one offense away from fleeing? Are you standing, is life, does life feel like you're standing in a sandstorm without any skin? Are your wounds bleeding so that every gentle, even gentle touch feels like a bombardment? Get help, get whole, get beyond it. Because this is what it means to be a great man. And by the way, you won't become a great man if you're bitter and small and easily hurt and always fleeing those situations in your life that frankly are scripted to help you be better. Because this is what great men do. 
to join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.